0: You're listening to Average Joe's Sports Talk Podcast with your boy, E-Man. Yo, what is up, everybody? This is your boy, E-Man, coming at you, baby. Episode 66, NFL Week 2, baby. I'm going to give you the best storylines around the league in the Sunday slate. Man, your boy's been battling a little bit of a cold here, so I apologize for the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the nasally tone here from the voice, but, you know, you could, I couldn't stay away. It was a great day in the NFL Week 2, let me give you my reactions and my top storylines. Average Joe Sports Talk Style. Let's get it. So let's blast off with Cam Newton, man. Not only this dude needs to take a look in the mirror and make a decision on his career, whether he's in or out, but also needs to figure out how to dress himself. I mean, come on, did you see that suit he was wearing? That outfit? It was horrible. He looked like a millennial wolf disguised as Little Red Riding Hood on his way to Grandma's house. It's ridiculous, man. Cam Newton has not thrown a touchdown pass through the first two weeks of this season. And has not done so in the last four appearances dating to last year. So in the last four games dating to last year and the first two this year, this guy has not thrown a single TD pass yet. This guy's a former MVP. Got to the Super Bowl. Got his ass kicked in the Super Bowl by the veterans. But hey, it doesn't matter. The dude is was like the next thing. It's nuts. But what's even more troubling for the Panthers, Cam, and I think uh, Ron Rivera's uh, time is about to expire pretty here soon is the fact that they've lost eight consecutive starts dating to last year week 10 so they haven't won a game since week 10 of last year cam has thrown a touchdown in four games dating to last year they're just a complete mess but i want to give cam credit at least he's taking ownership and accountability for how crappy he's playing give him props about that man this dude has always been in the spotlight wanted to be do his own thing you know kind of like baker mayfield cam Newton was the first baker mayfield unspoken you know outspoken did his thing cocky had the skills to back it up but i think the hits the time is catching up with him and there's something not right all the way upstairs the elevator is not going to the top floor in cam's mind and i think it's affecting his play apart from the physical issues he's had through all the big hits 20 to 14 they lost to a real bad buccaneers team who give up like a bunch of turnovers a week before you can't lose to the bucks the kind of team the caliber of team that the panthers have which there are more talented in the sense of like i think cam is a better quarterback than winston but both of these guys are kind of like a mirror image of each other because they're kind of both on the way out and probably the last chance. I think he has one more year. Cam Newton has one more year left in his contract. And if they cut him before the season starts next year, the Panthers are going, to, are going to save $19 million. So this is a time where you got that fork on the road and the Panthers realize, is Cam your guy? Can he switch it around for the season? I think this season is his last chance to be a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers I don't think he's going to be here next year you know everything is pointing towards the obvious which is Cam's probably going to pack his bag and depart the Carolina Panthers it is what it is but I give him prop I give him prop at least he owned up he said that he needs to be better he needs to be held accountable for it and the fact that his team needs to play better starting with him I give him props for that I am not hating on that usually Cam will back away from that kind of stuff but hey give him credit he did what he needed to do. you know he, he said the right things in this press conference just the fact that suit oh my gosh the dude needs to get a new stylist or something man because yo know, that dude is. I mean that that suit the, that outfit was just it was not tight man that was not tight it was not even something light alright what we got next alright Jimmy G man Jimmy Garoppolo has led the 49ers to a 2-0 start man and he had a bowling out kind of game decent back to back performance last week wasn't as good as this week man but they put a route over the Bengals it was not even close Bridal at the rushing attack, he got busy. But the biggest part is that Jimmy Garoppolo, man, remember I mean, he had he had that injury last year that like he was took him a little time to get off to kind of like you know this year he didn't have a great preseason. It's a tough injury to come back, and he was kind of rusty in the first game. They pulled it off, but look, he had he threw for 297 yards and three touchdowns, and the Niners are 2 and 0. They're 2 and 0 in that division. That's pretty crazy. I mean, Matt Bridal 121 rushing yards. They destroyed the the Bengals in every category pretty much every category it was it was just not even close passing yards rushing yards I mean Breida destroyed it Morissette destroyed it this guy Wilson had two touchdowns I mean come on man it was just ridiculous it was a complete annihilation by the uh, 49ers and what about Kirk Cousin moving on anyways Kirk Cousin man this guy cannot win a game a minute game even if his life depended on it It's the same old Kirk he's great against Atlanta I mean, not great, but does a great performance. Doesn't make any turnovers. Keeps the game tight. This dude right here, just when it's it's a meaningful game, but it's either to make the playoffs or a playoff game or a rival, he just folds like a freaking chair. And Kirk Cousin, pretty much, he wins a lot of games. But the ones that mean something, doesn't pull off. The only bright light for the Vikings this week was Dalvin Cook with a second strong game. I mean, Kirk Cousin came to play and did not play because he threw for two picks. That's it. He was non-existent whatsoever. That team was non whatsoever. Everybody got shut down. Thielen, Diggs, everybody was put on was put on lock by the uh, Packers. But by the way, their their defense is on point this year, man. I mean, back-to-back strong defensive games. You know, forcing turnovers, man. And especially today, the Packers, which they won 21 to 16. Aaron Rodgers had a great game. After an ugly win against the Bears in week one, Packers and Aaron Rodgers came back strong offensively. Rodgers led, a, led drives on the first three possessions to take the Packers for a 21-0 lead. So they went up 21-zip. It was just a complete domination. 16 points of the, the Vikings score were all garbage points. You know, they're all garbage. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers, again, two touchdowns, two for 200, 209 yards. Aaron Jones, 116 rushing in a touchdown. Look, the combination of the Packers with defense... And a running game with Aaron Rodgers. These are pieces that the Packers have been missing providing Aaron. And yo, if this is going to be consistency like this throughout the whole year, watch out for the Packers. I know it's only week two, but the Packers look strong defensively twice already in two consecutive weeks. And that's something to for the league, for the rest of the league to worry about. There's no doubt about it. And man, what, about, what can you say about Jacoby Brissett, man? You know, second straight solid start. Post Andrew Luck era. And look, I-, I like the kid. I think the kid came from New England, played under Belichick. It's one of those professionals. I think he's an excellent game manager, a great competitor, not only elite quarterback. But I think, it, like I said last week, they may not win a lot of games. I think they might make the playoffs. They will win some games and not going to be elite. They're not going to be a contender like they were with Andrew Luck because, you know, he's a generational quarterback. But look, he again, you know, led another comeback. And that's with. Vinatieri who missed three field goals the week before big reason why they lost that game missed to Western Point this week and they still beat the Titans 19-17 close game but Brissette so far Jacoby Brissette has five touchdowns to start the season not bad he's not gonna blow you out the water with crazy stats like Andrew Luck did but three touchdowns this week ran for 25 yards he makes the right place had that one interception and that costly fumble which could have gone either way but the ball did slip out of his hand and he was already in the you know he was gonna pull it back but look, strong game by the Colts. We know their defense, and if Jacoby Brissett can do this, I mean, this team can win a couple of games and, and make the playoffs, sneak into the playoffs because it's a weak division. But shout out to the Colts, man. I mean, the post Andrew Luck era started started okay, a little bit of a little shaky. Jacoby Brissett is the, is an ultimate professional. He's gonna give you a chance to win, not elite status, but a good game manager status, you know, kind of quarterback. And man, I mean, talk about. Talk about bad luck or being done to me. You, We have to. St- I know it's early. Look, before I even go into my rant. I know it's early. I'm going to get creamed on this when people hear this tomorrow on Monday. But you got to stick a fork in the Pisca Studios because they are done. Here's the down and dirty. Real quick. We're not going into too much detail. We're not going to back and forth. We're not repeating what other people have said. As much as I hate to admit it, when you lose the best wide receiver in the game at Antonio Brown, top five Running back Le'Veon Bell, just too much offense to replace. Granted, Connor had a great season last year. Juju Smith had a monster season last year, but this is what you're looking for. You want to make Juju Smith's Schuster, who's a legit number two receiver, into a number one receiver. He has not done well in the first two games. It's been horrible. You want to make James Connor as good as the line you have, an a rookie. Was he undrafted? I think he was undrafted. This kid, I love him because... He plays hard and everything else. Got injured today going out the game into a Le'Veon Bell, which that's not him. Good running back. I think he'll give you the numbers you need. Again, I don't think I need to pay Le'Veon Bell all that money because he's almost 30 years old. But look, you're trying to, I guess, fit a square peg into a round hole by making these two guys elite when they're really good secondary players. They're the second guy on the team. Big Ben has looked defeated both games stuck it up last week against the Patriots and this week I mean these two games looked like he just flushed them down the toilet regardless of the injury he does not look like he has the drive to compete that's what i've noticed in the last two games and the short uh, portion the short version we got in today's game i know it's only two games but that's just the way things look for the steelers right now it just doesn't look good it does not look good for them at all it's i mean it was 28-26 i know they kind of make a comeback their their backup quarterback come in and threw for two touchdowns it doesn't look good, man. It doesn't look good for that team. I think the beginning of the Pittsburgh Steelers era, of the, the Big Ben era, era, with everybody else about to be in the mice, and I think Tomlin will be next. I think this is going to be the start of the end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know it's premature. Don't hand it your boy, E. I'm just telling you what I think. Maybe average Joe sports talk coming from an average Joe. On the other hand, Russell Wilson, man, does what Russell Wilson does. Gets wins. Leads a team. Keeps putting clutch performance over and over again and leading his team making sure he wins that it is that's what you that's all you got to say about that squad your rookie uh metcalf had his first career touchdown i like the kid i mean right now he has some tools with uh metcalf and lockett back there you know chris carson did not have as great of a game as like he did in the first week but still was solid rashard penny had a good game but man the seahawks just brought it to him it was a good back-and-forth game. And, you know, moving forward, the Seahawks are 2-0. and They're the real deal. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are probably are on their way out. I know it's early, two games into the season. We don't know what this elbow injury is going to mean for our boy, um, Big Ben. Um, I didn't look up to see when he's going to, you know, if he's day-to-day or whatever the case may be. But regardless of the fact, they don't have enough weapons. I like Juju. I like Connor. But they're not. Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell. Bro, what about Dak Prescott, man? This kid, this guy is really, really, really trying to prove a point here. Making sure that he gets a huge extension. Since he turned down $30 million, he wants about 35 or 40 For two weeks in a row, I'm going to give him credit. The Cowgirls have shellacked and destroyed two division opponents. And the Giants and the Redskins this week. So far... Last week, Dak threw for 405 yards, had four touchdowns against the Giants, and this week, he picked up when he left off. Three more touchdowns, maybe not a perfect QBR, one pick, and got busy. But he had the nice combination of Ezekiel Elliott, who rushed for 23 carries, 111 yards and a touchdown. Remember, when Zeke plays, Dak is great. And I think right now, that's where we're at. He does have seven touchdowns, in the first two games of the season that's something not to laugh at I don't think again Dak is elite he has played like an elite quarterback in the first two weeks two weak teams granted I think the Redskins are better than the Giants because the Giants just completely suck to me they're right up there with uh the Dolphins but Dak is one heck of a competitor a really good quarterback and probably the best game manager of all time Dak wins in the regular season Dak pulled up win in the playoffs but Dak still is in you know Tony Romo status without the quality that Romo has but so far the first two weeks of the season he's played like an elite quarterback and is definitely going for that money and Jerry Jones is probably falling for this whole on fire blazing saddle performance in the first two weeks of this season what else can you say and we had the uh, the battle of the Heisman the Heismans today the Heisman winners Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Uh, It was entertaining. It was a a nice win, a nice short game there. I mean, Arizona did lose running back David Johnson, who proved to be a huge factor in this game. Like I said, actually, the Cardinals lost 17-23 to the Ravens. But I'm going to dive into that. I'm going to unpack a little bit of this game. That was a huge factor because last week, David Johnson was a huge, huge uh, factor, you know, catching that two-point conversion. He's also a good receiver for Kyler Murray, a good out for him when he gets himself into trouble. In uh, this game, you know, it was early on that he went out, but he already had a rushing touchdown, uh, David Johnson was. And I think already David Johnson even caught a couple of balls. He even caught, you know, had a reception for no yards. But it was 23-17. It was close. Look, Arizona, this rookie quarterback, from Arizona, man, Kyler Murray, on Sunday became the second player in NFL history to throw for, two, for 300 yards in his first two games. Pretty sick. And he did it against the best defense in the league. Last week, I said I need a bigger sample size against a good defense, right? And he did this week threw 300 yards regardless of not throwing for a touchdown but he made some great throws again some long throws him and Fitzgerald connected multiple times and some big plays as well he's really getting good chemistry with Fitzgerald and, and Christian Kirk which that's the future of that team and look he's looking sharp still not great on the QBR but 349 yards 25 out of 40 even though he did not throw for a, a single uh, touchdown it's still really really solid numbers much, much better than last week. And last week, he had a pretty decent performance. You know, he got on fire in the fourth quarter. If this kid, Kyler Murray, was six feet tall, he would be unstoppable. I la Patrick Mahomes. He would be like Patrick Mahomes. He makes those kind of throws. He's just too small. But I'm still not sold. He's made. I'm still not sold. I'm still not sold on him being made for the long run. I still think he's a short-timer, I guess he's looked well he hasn't run he hasn't he hasn't really taken off he definitely looks to be more of a passer than he wants to be a passer more than a running quarterback and that's fine he does have the arm he does have the accuracy man i mean this kid will be six feet he'll be unstoppable now lamar jackson's the new hotness who hey man i call him uh, tim tebow 2.0 you've heard me say this over and over put another show for the second consecutive week man man for two weeks in a row he looked like a legit passer pocket passer again 24 to 37 threw for more touchdowns and turn it over this time he uses legs like he like he did a lot last year 120 rushing yards led the team in rushing yards but come on when a guy can do this right here a total of like it's you know 392 uh, yards of total offense 272 via air and 120 by the ground it's tough man it's really tough and he set in the pocket had a great throw the the, uh, the tight end on Andrews he had he's, he's, he's making some really stay in the pocket let it sling zipping it in there kind of throws and I don't know if We worked in again like I mentioned last week in the offseason but this kid put a lot of work so far two games in a row man I know um, I know the Cardinals and the Dolphins are not the best teams in the world they're second rate let's see against a better better defenses let's see I'm not sold on him yet I still think he's Tim Tebow 2.0 with now working harder on his throwing and his uh, mechanics and he's become he's definitely a better passer than Tim Tebow by far I hope I'm wrong but right now he's uh he's giving me he's giving me stuff to buzz about man he's making me buzz about this kid but I'm not told yet unlike Kyler Murray he's tall he's big and that's where I think he's gonna outlast Kyler Murray in this league I may be wrong you know your boy E-man is getting trashed last week last year I was wrong about Baker Mayfield but we'll see And uh, talking about quarterbacks that are elite and guys that can make any type of throws in the world. Ah, man. Patrick Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is the truth. I've been on the bandwagon since last year. His second quarter performance this week against the Raiders was legendary. He threw for 278 yards and four touchdowns. The Chiefs came back from a 10.0 deficit and put themselves to win 28-10 over the Raiders. Remember, the Raiders came out like a ball of fire and go up 10-0. What's the Carr car looked really, really good. But man, you can't mess with the MVP, Pat Mahomes. And this dude is looking like he's seeking for a back-to-back MVP, man, because he uh, started the year on fire. Truly, truly on fire. Mahomes is the type of quarterback, and I've said this over and over again, that he makes receivers better. There's quarterback that receivers help the quarterback. It's not in this case. He makes the receivers. The receivers don't make Pat Mahomes. And it looks like hasn't missed a beat. Tyreek Hill, who's his best wide receiver, is out. It has an effect of his game. He threw to four different wide receiver. Well, actually, no, three different wide receivers. Robinson being the beneficiary today. Kelsey, Hardman, you know, Watkins, who had a monster game last year, was on the DL there, but still have 49 receiving yards. It's just not right, man. This guy is ridiculous. The air this guy throws is insane. He could make any throw on the run stationary it doesn't matter this guy is like the prototype of all quarterbacks he's like a mashup of i don't know how many guys how many different quarterbacks marino Favre, aaron Rodgers. i don't know man he has so many different qualities from so many different players like they took all these guys and put them together and pat mahomes came out and then the mold was just completely smashed and broken because i are never i don't think we're ever going to see anybody like pat mahomes it was a complete route 28 to 10. pat mahomes Working for that second MVP, baby. He's getting that paper. He's definitely getting that. He's getting that burn, man. He's definitely getting that burn. And he is the truth, man. He's the best quarterback in the league. He's taking over that. I think after it's all said and done, the only quarterback in this league that Tom Brady respects and probably fears is Patrick Mahomes. I don't think Tom Brady wants to see him in the playoffs. Not at all. Not at all. Man. And then the Orleans Saints are freaking curse when they play the L.A. Rams. Drew Brees suffers an injury on his right hand, which is his throwing hand, after he gets hit by the defensive tackle Aaron Donald, right? Uh, you know, when he, was, when he was attempting a pass, it was a complete pass, which knocked him out of the game, did not return, and he has to see a specialist next week because the x-rays were not conclusive. The New Orleans team, again, the reason why they're also cursed, curse, apart from their Hall of Fame franchise elite quarterback, Injured and knocked out of the game by the Rams uh, were victims of yet another officiating officiating error. So the refs blew another call in week two in this rematch, which everybody's anticipated. And by the way, it was a complete blowout because you know Brees went out and injuries. So just to give you a breakdown of this um, of this blown call by the refs against the Saints again. So the Saints defensive end, Cameron Jordan, appeared to return a fumble, 87 yards for a touchdown late in the second quarter. But the officials ruled the play was incomplete. Pass. It was incomplete pass by Jared Goff, so they whistled the play dead. The Saints challenged the call, and the replay showed that Goff did fumble the ball when it was stripped behind by the defensive uh, by the defensive end Trey Henderson. But the Saints had to take over at their own 13 yard and did not score in the drive. And of course, you know Bridgewater is the one that came in for Drew Brees and. You know, 17 out of 30, 165 yards. You know, they got their asses kicked 27 to 9 by the Rams. I mean, the Saints cannot seem to win against the Rams. Bad calls, bad karma. I don't know what it is. I mean, the actual witchcraft with the voodoo and stuff like that is from, it's done in New Orleans, right? Not in LA. Because it should be the other way around. The juju should be put on the Rams when they come into town, but it's like the complete opposite. It's not a good sign. If Drew Brees is to come back soon, because Teddy, you know, Teddy had a shot in this league. Good coming out of college, but Teddy is not going to run that team the way Brees can. And it's going to suck for the Saints, and it's going to be a wasted year. Drew Brees is 40 years old. Let's see how he comes back from this type of injury. That's Those are the big questions. Those are the things that we need to unpack and and look forward and look, you know, look ahead to figure this out. You know, what kind of time status is uh, Brees? Uh, looking at him for his return, which he's going to see a hand specialist next week and see what that's all about, because right now it's we we don't know very much. I don't think there's a lot a lot said in regards to his injury. And then moving on to my New York Giants, you know, my boy Eli, I love him, two Super Bowls, enjoy that, but he doesn't. He's not helping his case. He's not helping his case. Only in game two, the countdown for Daniel Jones. Has started and has picked up speed because people are starting to chant, "Start Daniel Jones." Regardless of how bad the Giants are at the wide receiver position, Eli cannot make stupid decisions like he did against the Bills. Eli cannot turn the ball over twice, make those bad mistakes. He had one touchdown. The only bright spot for the again for the Giants, which we all knew coming this year with the lack of wide receivers, it's Saquon Barkley noticed, you know, they, they're going to run Saquon, but I think they're also limiting two touches. I guess they won Saquon not to get hurt, but it's the only positive offense they have. Eli threw two picks. That's not going to help Eli's case. This goofy-looking bastard is going to force the hand of the coaches, even though Pat Shermer said, hey, he's only game two. I'm not bringing Daniel Jones in for starting for Eli. Never said yet or ever, but I remember what I said at the beginning of the year. I think if the Giants goes 0-8, Daniel Jones comes in. But it's more like I think if the Giants go 0-4, I'm changing my mind. Daniel Jones is probably gonna come in. Yikes. Not good for Eli. Not good for the Giants. Moving on to huh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna touch a couple of things in the next this next storyline here, which is definitely all about Antonio Brown and the Patriots. Antonio Brown debuted it today against the uh, Dolphins, you know. He comes home to miami local miami home dude hometown guy and you know he takes on the tanking squad the dolphins and he got busy i mean what what, what are you gonna say i mean it's it's the dolphins you knew that was gonna happen the patriots are you know shellacked them 43 to zip i'm not even gonna go into brady's performance sneak the touchdown in through for two it was just a shellacking from the beginning the dolphins are the first team ever to give out this many points in the history of the nfl or i guess it's like the 70s but also the patriots defense right now has done something unbelievable by only allowing like three points in the first two games ridiculous but antonio brown was targeted often by brady he had a touchdown he was targeted a lot the first the first four targets were all antonio brown and you can see the chemistry building that is great you know what this team looks so stacked when you look at them, they have so many wide receivers, so many different options. That is a scary team right now if Antonio Brown remains with the team. As we all know, the big elephant in the room all last week was the civil lawsuit that was filed on Tuesday against the Patriots wide receiver, Antonio Brown, the new Patriots wide receiver, accused of exploitation, sexual assault, and rape. And you know, that's been a all over the news. So we'll know 28 year old Brittany Taylor alleges 31 year old Antonio Brown sexually assaulted her on three different occasions in 2017 and 2018, with a third incident escalating to rape. This is, I guess, his personal trainer. They knew each other back in 2010 when they were in college. So, according to sources, what's crazy about this, right? That according to sources, Taylor and Brown engage in confidential settlements, talks months before the lawsuit was filed, which I understand. That's what you do before you file for a lawsuit. Lawyers get together, mediation, arbitration. You do arbitration before the games go to court and you try to reach on an agreement. And this happened. So Antonio Brown knew about this. I don't think the Raiders had a clue about this because he probably did not disclose it to the Raiders and neither the Patriots. That was my thing last week, right? That was my thing last week. I don't think he was... Um, remember when I said about the whole sexual assault stuff? Hey, I I said that I don't think the Patriots knew about this because it's not that we're going to sign. Confirmation of that fact came in this week, and sources did say that Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, had known about the accusations against Brown. He would have not approved the signing. You know that is true. The dude just... Robert Kraft himself just came out of court, you know, for... Uh, hitting, uh, getting caught on camera at his favorite rub and tug. He knows what the whole deal, you know, he he doesn't want any more negative publicity for his, for his baby, man, for that, for the sixth championship team, the Patriots. And of course, we all know that Antonio Browns, it's this kind of prima donna. And this whole week, he was saying that he's going to go ahead and prove his innocent and make sure that athletes like him, who constantly gets set up for this kind of deal, because this set up, nothing happened. It was consensual. And he said he's being set up for, for losses for money because they want to get some of his paper. Man, the saga never ends with this team. Now, Monday, the NFL is meeting with young uh, Brittany Taylor because she's just got married over, uh, I think, last weekend or something like that. So this Monday, they're meeting with her, and they're going to go over their investigation. Now, Antonio's not in the NFL exemplist. list. That's until now. Let's see what happens after Monday. What are the source what sources they get, what kind of information they're gonna get. This, folks, regardless of true or not, and right now you're you're found innocent until you're proven guilty. There's been a lot of this kind of issues before in the past. Not discrediting Miss uh Brittany Taylor here, not discrediting Antonio Brown, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle, man. The fact that Antonio Brown is in the media eye all the time after what happens with the Raiders and all this good stuff, hey. Makes you, makes you, you know, think fishy about the dude. He kept it from the Raiders, most likely, which I know he did. And he probably, and he kept it confirmed right now from the Patriots. So we don't know what else he has hidden or has kept hidden from these teams. So I hope everything turns out well for Mr. Antonio Brown. But if he deserves his medicine, he needs to take it. The saga will never end. Who knows what else is going to come out? Of Antonio Brown, maybe Antonio Brown knows where Jimmy Hoffa is buried, right? Since he has so many skeletons in his closets, huh? All right, moving on, and let's close it out with the biggest losers of the week, baby. We got a few losers this week, and here, here we go. Here they are. They're who? They're her. The obvious short choice for number one is the Miami Dolphins, tanking for Tua. Uh, enough said. Forty-three zip. Miami is one. Of your biggest. The who? The her. Next on the list. My boy Eli Manning. This goofy looking bastard. Turned the ball twice today. Cannot beat a mediocre team. In the Buffalo Bills. Making the Buffalo Bills. That completely unknown part of New York. Who should belong to Canada. The best New York team. Because they beaten for the first time in history. Both the Jets and the Giants. Back to back. So Eli for that reason. You are the second biggest. And closing out the biggest losers list of the week is our boy, Cam Newton. Cam made the list because, man, just for the fact that he hasn't won a game since week 10, just for the fact that he hasn't thrown a touchdown this year at all in two games, making it a total of four games dating to last year, and just the way he was dressed, looking like a millennial wolf, dressed as Little Red Riding Hood. Is just completely, completely unacceptable. And my man, Cam, you just make the biggest the the her. list of the week. And we close it out with you, my man. Right now, Sunday night, uh, so far 17 to 12. It's Atlanta leading Philly. Not going to hit too much on this game. Pretty boring. You know, I try to do only the Sunday slates. Usually, it won't do the night game or the Monday game. But also, Wentz went out with a little injury, came back in, went through the protocol. I was, I was about to say, man. As Wentz went out for the season just like Nick Falls did, Whew, this would have been uh this would have been uh pretty pretty bad for the uh Eagles. Anyway, so far, 17 to 12. There's still some time left on this game. Full, full quarter. I think the Eagles are gonna come back and take this one. That's all I got for you this week. I appreciate the love. Thank you very much for the downloads. My new listeners, you know what to do. All the platforms, the links for the platforms where you can listen. My podcast is in the description below. Go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and follow me on Twitter. My loyal listeners, I appreciate you all. Thank you very much, man. Episode 66, we are on fire. Thank you for listening. Your boy e signing out. Peace. Oh.